0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Seton, of course, is on the road to Los Angeles. Marvin is sitting in the front row with Paulie. Fritzy in the back row with all of his friends. You can be part of the program. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. I started out my morning by being flipped off by a driver. Double birds. And I was thinking, okay, the car was in front of me at the light. The light was green. One second, two seconds, three seconds. Beep, beep. Double bird. And I thought, you know what? This is a teaching moment here. Maybe maybe this is something that, with the help of Elon Musk, maybe I can contribute something to society today. It's rare, but maybe. How about... Can you make a horn on your car that is a polite horn? As if to say, hey, green light. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Squeeze me. Squeeze me. So instead of the, it's a, that's, that's all. Because I thought, you know what? I didn't mean, I wasn't blasting on the horn, but you know, you start your day. Then I spilled my Starbucks coffee on me. That's how I started my day. Ah. But every day's a Super Bowl in here, and I have to come in and I have to, you know, plow forward, move forward. Can't, you know, dwell on the past, but I thought, okay, it's my mistake with the coffee, and I got double birded by somebody this morning. And I thought, okay, maybe just a polite horn. You can have the regular one, or you could have just a really nice one just to say, Hey, Jimmy Lipper, green light. <coughs> Yeah,
1: Paul. Dan, we have some questions on horn etiquette. As okay. a journalist, I'd like to ask you. Okay. The car is in front of you at the green light. Yeah. You're the second position. Yes. The
0: car pauses. How many seconds three. were you? I, I, I even counted three seconds. Okay.
1: And during the morning commute, people are in a hurry, which is fair. Yes. Now, did you one pump the horn? Did you two pump the horn or did you pump and hold the horn? No, no,
0: we- no, 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 no pump and hold. It was just a like a. Like but, a, it, but it boop, sounded loud. Like a little tap-tap.
1: Yes. That's, that is standard procedure acceptable because if you hold the horn, it has a more,
0: much more aggressive note. It was the volume. Mm-hmm. See, that's the problem. I think when you hear the horn, you're like, okay. Or it's a and you're like, oh, okay. And I, I, I'd like to come up with a, hey, okay. One, one more question. The person who
1: double birded you, what yeah. type of car was it? Did it look like a big person, man mm-hmm. or woman?
0: It was a man. And uh, he was in a look like a SUV type. I don't know.
1: Nothing aggressive. Lift kit. No big wheels. No, no,
0: no. Nothing like that. Because then I, I wouldn't have hit the horn. Right. I, I would have. I would have gone out, got out of my car and gone up and say, excuse me, it's a green light. Maybe you need to go through that. Yes. Yes, Todd. But you're
2: not the road rage type. You didn't feel a need to pull up next to him or whatever. You don't know what people are carrying. You hear these horrible stories. People are shooting each other because they're all angry on the road. You kind of kind of just, you know what? He gave me the double bird. I'm going to put my life on the line over this cycle. I,
0: I, I actually laughed when I got the double bird. I thought, oh, okay. And then I thought, you know what, yeah, I, if I could have done it in a more polite way, I would have done it. So this gentleman took both hands off the wheel, went over the shoulder yes. double bird. Well, he wasn't moving. Wow. So he double birded me, and, uh, and I could see it through the rear view, you know, you know, his back window, that he was double birding me. And then I thought, okay, that's all right. And I thought, maybe, maybe I could come up with a horn. And if he's listening right now, hey, you know, I was the guy behind you and I'm trying to be better and you need to be better as well. And when the light is green, <laughs> it's what I wanted to do.
1: So you're suggesting on the new cars for twenty twenty three have an aggressive Everyone. horn choice yeah. and a polite horn choice. Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: Maybe just something on the I don't know. You can get some of these Fancy car designers? Maybe I'll talk to Mercedes. See if they have a polite... I'll even be the voice. Move, please. <laughs> Excuse me. That's all.
2: Yes, yeah, Tom. The worst thing, though, is if it's a long red light and the person in front of you is distracted and finally they turn and you're stuck <laughs> at the red light there. At, at yellow, all of a sudden, they're yes. making a the slow turn and then you're stuck there for another 10 minutes. Yes, Paul.
1: I once had a situation. This is pretty <laughs> bad. I'll admit it since you're admitting it. You know when it says no turn on red? You, you're not supposed to turn on red. I think that's why they put that up there. Yeah. And I was sitting there once, and there's a guy behind me, and he's beeping at me, like, five.
2: Bum, bum, bum.
1: And I look up, and I point to the no turn on red sign. And uh, he's uh, going, bum, bum, bum. so I put my car in park, and I just sat there. And there's no way for him around me. And I I had all the time in the world. I had a leisurely afternoon planned. It made him way, way more upset.
2: Yes, Todd. Speaking of traffic, do you ever feel a need? I've done this and I got some bad results. Do you ever block that side lane where people try to cut you? You're in the right lane and you're trying to get off the exit and everyone's just going to that little right area where you're only supposed to if you're breaking down. Do
0: do you do that? I have done that. I've
2: I've navigated. So I'm like half blocking it because I'm sick of all these people cutting me and making it take another half hour just to get off the exit, which is literally 400 feet in front of you.
0: I've done it. I've tried to get off when I know that the exit is there and, you know, have that, whatever, the emergency lane there. I've tried to do that. And then there's always the guy who starts to creep over a little bit. And then you just stop. And then you have to wait for them to move and then you get off the exit. But we're getting off track. This is just about a polite horn. It's a good story, though. It's a, it's a polite horn, double bird. Maybe it's gonna, When somebody says, how did you come up with the polite horn? Well... It's an interesting story. I got double birded on, uh, one morning. Yes, Paul. But you know what would have happened to put a bow on this. The guy would
1: have got out of his car, walked up to your car, started like getting in your face and going, Hey, Dan Patrick from Sports Center. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what was going to happen. Yeah.
0: All righty. Welcome to the program. As you can tell, already in progress here. Um, we'll hear from Seton. I think he's in Texas. He's going to be in Texas the whole day. He's leaving Houston this morning, Hugh as Todd calls it. Some call it H Town. Todd calls it Hugh Town.
2: I'm standing by that. I think it is Hugh Town. Everyone's got it wrong. Just call it what it is. Like when you're looking at the box score, it says H O U, so it's Hugh Town.
0: I know, I know. When we were in Houston a couple of years ago and you said, yeah, uh, it's called Hugh Town. They all wanted me to leave the city because I said I that said, no, it's not Hugh Town. It's H Town. You call yourself an Astros, bitch? What's Hugh Town? <laughs> that is Relax. true. Uh, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the only place to collect them all, Panini trading cards, official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show for instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. By the way, Super Week on the Dan Patrick Show is brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. fritzi has been building up a great guest list for next week in Los Angeles. And uh, I know Dak Prescott's going to stop by. Will Ferrell's going to stop by. Adam Sandler. Reggie Miller set to join us in studio. It's been a while. Yeah, Reg is uh, set to join us. And then you said that there's a guest on Tuesday.
2: Yes, top of the second hour in studio on Tuesday, February 8th in our L.A. studios. Uh, not a celebrity, but someone we, that's... Uh,
0: not a celebrity. Not a celebrity like an actor or an actress.
2: But someone that uh, a very big fan favorite of the show. We love him, and it's been a long time since we were able to have him on, but supposedly he's going to be with us this time.
0: Already. All right. But he's not a big star.
2: Um, star is a good hint. You, the, with using the word
0: star. Star. Star Jones, who used to be a, a Entertainment Tonight insider. Star
2: is not in the name of the okay. person. Star okay. has to do with the person and his uh, accomplishments. Star. And his affiliation.
0: Okay.
1: Paulie? I'm going to guess he's the Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman, in studio.
2: Troy Aikman will be joining us in studio on Thursday the 10th. Oh. But you're definitely warmer when you're talking about Troy Aikman and possible teammates.
0: Okay. So Dak Prescott is already going to join us. Got a lot of
2: Cowboys. Prescott's Friday the 11th, Aikman's Thursday the 10th, but this is Tuesday the 8th.
0: Jerry Jones. Oh, good guess.
2: Great guess, but no. Stephen Jones. <laughs> I think you guys know and you're just giving me a hard time. Is it someone that's been on the show before and we've loved having him on and then we were heartbroken to find out that we couldn't have him on?
0: Deion yet. Sanders. Deion
2: Sanders will be a guest on our show also. Not him.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm the playmaker, Michael Irvin. There you go. Oh,
2: okay. There you
0: go. We love Mike. He's Michael a Irvin. sure thing on Super Bowl week.
2: He is going to be with us in the second
0: show. He's going he to bring some help. energy. Sure will. All right. All right, Uh, there was a lot of drama surrounding uh, Jim Harbaugh the past couple of weeks, and then it was reported that he would entertain NFL offers. Then he went to Minnesota interview yesterday, National Signing Day, of course. Um, This came out this morning a couple of minutes ago. Tom Pellicero from the NFL Network, who has done a great job, very underrated. The Vikings met with Jim Harbaugh for nine hours yesterday. But the team didn't make an offer per source. So Harbaugh returns to Ann Arbor. Kevin O'Connell, who's with the Rams, is expected to head to Minnesota to be their next head coach. And I wasn't sure if Harbaugh decided to pass on the job. Now we're getting the information that I think the Vikings passed on Jim Harbaugh. And also there were other reports that Harbaugh went in thinking that it was almost like the Vikings had to pitch him. Now, I don't have any information on this. Uh, I, I don't want to talk out of school, but there are reports that that's what happened. He went in and thought, this is slam dunk. I'm going to get this job. Come on ahead talk to me. Say nice things about me, and uh, I'll be your head coach. And they probably went in and went, um, all right, Jim, what would you do for us? What, what kind of changes would you make? And I think Jim Harbaugh probably thought, oh, okay, I got to win this job here. Nine hours. And then you get on your plane, you go back home, and you act as if nothing ever happened. It's like Ann Arbor goes, "Uh, Jim, where have you been? Ah, not doing much, you know. You know, I, I need a little me time and went to Minneapolis. Oh, okay, this time of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, I'm all in. And then, you know, when a coach signs with a school, they put out a big presentation like, you're one of us, and, you know, Twitter has their uh, little moment there, pictures there. And uh, Michigan made it seem like Jim Harbaugh was joining Michigan as a new hire. It's like, go blue. It's like, oh, I like it. I call it jet blue. He was on the jet and he was leaving <laughs> Michigan. It's like, I'm jetting blue over to Minnesota, to be purple. But. Harbaugh, like, Harbaugh's had four 10-win seasons, and they went to the Final Four this year. He beat Ohio State, and, you know, he was one of the Big Ten's lowest-paid coaches last season. But here's the thing, and and I think people look at this and say, well, Jim's earned the right to go talk to an NFL team. And I guess he has. I mean, it's really between him and the athletic director or president or chancellor at Michigan. But Jim got his pay cut because he wasn't performing up to the standards that they thought he should be for what he was getting paid. And then he has a great year, and now all of a sudden, you know, Michigan stayed with him. They could have fired him. They stayed with him, took a pay cut. All right, prove yourself again. And he did. He had a wonderful year. But it's not like, boy, Michigan created this because they cut his pay. Well, they could have fired him if they wanted to. But also, I, I still believe if, if the Dolphins weren't involved with what they're involved in right now, that Stephen Ross would probably hire Jim Harbaugh. I truly believe that. But if you're looking at the timing of this, it's horrible. And with what's going on with the Dolphins and Stephen Ross, Stephen Ross says that uh, he promises to cooperate with the league. What if he said, no, I'm not going to cooperate? Of course he's going to cooperate. He's going to defend the integrity of the Miami Dolphins and himself. We'll have more on this after the break, because I I have a couple other things, and I know it's a sensitive subject that Brian Flores and what he's accusing these teams of. But I want to ask you a couple of questions, you the audience, when we come back about this. In in fairness to the Giants and interviewing and uh, really all teams, all parties, and, and really all business, but it, it's, it feels like what's going on with Miami and incentivizing somebody to lose, I mean, that, they could be, Steven Ross could be guilty of sports bribery. Because if there's money involved here and you're saying, I want you to lose, you're fixing games. And I think that is what worries the NFL more than anything, because billions of dollars – You know, they'll settle a lawsuit maybe with Brian Flores out of court. I don't think it'd ever get to court. But, you know, you have an owner who's fixing games or wants you to lose games on purpose. That's a bigger issue for the NFL. And by the way, next week, the commissioner speaks. He has his State of the Union. Like he has to talk. Once a year, he has to talk. All the media's there. It's it's not like, you know, if this was March, you're not he doesn't have to say anything. He does his State of the Union. He stands up there. Ask me any question you want. And then they're gonna ask these questions. That is going to be some interesting TV. All right, we'll take a break here. Phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Once again, Seaton will join us in about a half hour from the road. And uh No more entries can't enter to win the Sprinter van. Over 200,000 people entered to win the van. Uh, Let's see. anything. Oh, Fritz, you'll have a poll question. Is that right?
3: That
2: is right. I will have
0: one. All right. Play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. When was the last time you seriously considered your dream? I mean, doing something a little squirrely. How about the van life? Totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and then i found out there's 423 national park sites i didn't know there were that many you can get in your mercedes-benz sprinter plus if you go on their website you can see all the different things you can do to a uh, mercedes-benz sprinter van whatever you want in there it feels like you can they the one that's seated in the french kid are in that, that has a shower in it it's uh, and they need it i hopefully hopefully they use it uh, they got a couple of Flat screen TVs. They got a flat screen that you can take out of the car or out of the van and hang it on the side of the van, outside. You you can cook out. You can cook out. Yeah. Cook in. It's got a sink there. What more do you need? Mercedes-Benz. Go to a dealership nearby. Take a test drive. Check it out. Mercedes-Benz and uh, tell them your dream sent you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Fritzy has the honors of the poll question today. Let's roll it out. All righty.
2: What Dolphins owner Stephen Ross is accused of doing is tanking like other teams do,
0: is throwing games, both. I I mean, you are asking your coach to tank.
1: But you're instructing someone to lose a sporting event. Isn't yeah. that throwing a game? Yes. Or is it still is it under the tanking tent or the throwing game tent? Or are they the same thing?
0: But are you bribing your coach like the mob would bribe players to point shave? Right. Are, like, what is the difference here? Well, in point shaving, you could still win the
1: game. Like, let's say you're favored by 12, they say win by six. But you're still bribing. Right. Well, how about this? There's some stories about the Brian Flores situation that says he was instructed to lose games while they were still playoff eligible. You know, they weren't, like, out of the playoffs. Mark Cuban told us years ago, once they were not eligible for the playoffs, you do everything you can to help your draft position. That seems more palatable.
0: Steven Ross promises to cooperate with the NFL and uh, defend the integrity of the Miami Dolphins and himself. So, uh, in part, his statement uh, called Brian Flores' lawsuit false, malicious, and defamatory, promising to defend his personal integrity as well as that of the organization. Now, he's saying it's completely untrue. With regards to the allegations being made by Brian Flores, I'm a man of honor and integrity and cannot let them stand without responding. I welcome the investigation. I'm eager, eager to defend my personal integrity, the integrity and values of the entire Miami Dolphins organization from these baseless, unfair, disparaging claims. According to Chris Mortensen of The Mothership, the NFL issued a statement after the lawsuit came out saying that uh, Flores' allegations were without merit, but they said they're going to investigate. So if it's they're without merit, why are you investigating? Feels like somebody is lying here. Is Brian Flores lying? Is Stephen Ross lying? One is completely lying. It's either did or you didn't. It's not, you know, Stephen Ross could have said this yesterday. Oh, come on. I'm joking around with him. You know, like, hey, come on. Why don't you lose some games? I'll pay you. I'll pay it so you could lose some games. Miscommunication. Took it out of context. He went the other way so now we're all in and Brian Flores didn't say you know what maybe I misremembered or no it feels like he's got some information here he's got some hard information here and I think if I'm Steven Ross if you're the NFL do you want to find what do you want to find here when you investigate because normally when you start an investigation into your own business your own house okay what is the fallout here If you say, hey, we didn't find anything with Steven Ross, okay? What if Brian Flores says, "Um, let me bring in uh, the GM here. We had a conversation about this. Or here's a text message. Here's another person who heard this. Whatever it is. Now all of a sudden, let's say you bet. You were betting on Dolphins games. Can you have class action lawsuits against the Dolphins if they were purposely tanking? And you can prove it? Like, this is a rabbit hole. If you go down, who knows what you're going to find? And, you know, do you you want to, if you find something, then you're going to have to take away his team. Like, there's a lot of different tentacles attached to this. And we're just starting the investigation there. There's also the other aspect. And uh, I was told by somebody in the NFL, with the NFL yesterday, That, yes, the Rooney rule, the hiring practices, you know, it's not a perfect system, but the Stephen Ross situation, far more alarming and damning for the NFL because of the gambling aspect of it. Now, when the Rooney rule came out, established in the early 2000s, the teams were told when interviewing for the head coaching position, a minority applicant must be included. No guidelines about the seriousness of Of the interview. What if the Giants locked in on Brian Dable, but also said, hey, we got, how many times have you hired somebody? And let's say there's 10 people. The third person who comes in, you go, oh my God, that person blew me me away. But you still have to interview the other people. Because human resources says you have to interview everybody. Well, maybe the Giants locked in on Brian Dable. Right? Plus, you don't want to lose him to some, some other team. Because when Brian Dable, after they blew out the Patriots, Brian Dable, it was reported, could have his pick of jobs. Albert Breer, you know, joined us Monday morning quarterback and said that. But you have to go through the process. If I'm the Giants I want Brian Dable, I'm going to let Brian Dable know you're going to get the job, but I got to go through the interviewing process. It's not perfect. I get it. It's sensitive, but you're telling somebody not to decide. Like, how can you do that? Hey, don't decide. Well, you're going to fall in love with somebody. And it might be the third candidate, the fifth candidate. Maybe it is the last candidate. And maybe the Giants just made up their mind, but still wanted to go through the process, had to go through the process and interview Brian Flores. I don't know if there's any rule that can prevent that from you making a decision on hiring somebody. And maybe that's what happened. Now I don't agree with the giants when they say, Hey, we looked at the resumes and you know, we hired the guy who was uh, more qualified. That to me is nonsense. Brian Flores three years as a head coach and you know, was keeping his team in playoff contention. They were winning in spite of an owner who wanted him to tank. By all accounts, a man of principle. And you're telling me, man, Brian Dable can turn out to be a great coach, but don't say he's more qualified. You can just say, what we were looking for, we liked. He was the right fit for us. I mean, but Brian Flores, how do we know? Did you really interview him? You know, how serious was that interview? And it's just like the Broncos. If the Broncos had locked in on Vic Fangio, But they still had to do the interview with Brian Flores. And maybe, you know, John Elway and company didn't go in there, you know, with the thought of, let's make this a serious interview. I don't know. Maybe you had to do it. They did it. Maybe they didn't do it in a professional manner. But once again, the Rooney rule, this is what teams were told, that there's no guidelines about the seriousness of the interview. You hope that it's not a faux interview. But there are faux interviews. We've been involved in faux interviews. I was involved in a faux interview. Found out later that somebody was already going to get something. And you're going, okay. But the Rooney rule, the reason why I was put in was because of situations like this, that you just wanted to get an interview. And now, and they extended it to general managers as well. But So there's a lot of things going on here. And I feel bad for Brian Flores because it felt like he was a leading candidate. We were surprised he got fired in Miami. And then the Bears job came up. The Saints job came up. You know, he was mentioned with two or three other jobs. And there's still openings. I think the Texans were going to interview him. But with everything that's going on, there's the Dolphins part of this. And then there's the Rooney rule and labeling the Giants as racist. I, I, don't, I don't know if you can label them racist. Like, they made up their mind with Brian Dable. And Brian Dable does have a great resume. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think you got to be, I, when, you, when you throw that word around, like how do you prove that? Now you have to go through all the hirings that you had in the organization, or, hey, I'm going to prove to you that we're not this. Like, the history of the organization, like, I don't know how you prove that. And once again, I asked a source yesterday, I said, what does Brian Flores want? And my source said, I don't know. And we did reach out to his people. I didn't want to have his attorney on. I wanted to have Brian on. I thought Mike Greenberg did a great job yesterday on, on the mothership, on Get Up. You know, getting the right questions. I don't want. I don't want the lawyers in there. I want to talk to you. That's it. One host. Let me talk to you. And I thought Greeny did a great job with that. So it's it's kind of tricky with everything that's going on. Proving this, the NFL. Do they do a deep dive on this with Stephen Ross? Um, you know, was he really trying to incentivize losing? And you know, there, there's there's a lot attached to it, but. You know, the commissioner is going to meet with the media next week in Los Angeles, and there are going to be a lot of questions. And I don't know. I mean, he might say, what's an ongoing investigation? I can't really talk about it. I mean, there's ways to. Yeah. I've, been, I've been covering sports for 40 years. I know how this works. When somebody doesn't want to tell you something, just blame the legal system. You know, it's an ongoing investigation, and I really can't say anything about it right now. Yeah, Paul.
1: I always want a reporter to come back and say, well, you can. There's <laughs> a mic in front of you right now. No one's actually yeah. physically keeping you. You're the commissioner. You're the boss.
0: Oh, man. What a week ahead. Uh, hey, but Jim Harbaugh's back at Michigan. What's that like? Do you, do you hold a parade? Like, what do you do when Jim comes back into town? He comes back in the building. Hey, Jim. Hey, coach. You know, thanks for not getting hired by the Vikings. Oh, man. All right. Um, Poll questions there, Todd. Uh,
2: We also have, should an NFL owner offering coaches money to tank be forced to sell the team? Absolutely. That's too severe. Namely, Stephen Ross. What should happen to him if it's found that he did these things?
0: Then he has to sell the team. He's already denied it completely. If, If they can prove that he did do this, then he should have to sell the team. Absolutely. What else?
2: and we had one fun one what are you going to do with no football this weekend not counting the pro bowl as a thing find other sports to watch binge some netflix offerings spend time with the family do some handiwork or run errands lots of napping what are you going to do with no important football this weekend first time in several months yeah uh
0: i'll probably do all the above all the above okay Yeah, yeah Well, i got to fly to Los Angeles this weekend. That is true. Got to get ready for the Super Bowl, big Super Bowl week. Yes, Paul?
1: Why is the Pro Bowl so so tough to watch? It's football. We're, we always want more It's football. not football. Right. It isn't football, right? No. We, we, I remember we went to a bar once, the group of us. It was the Saturday before the Super Bowl. We have like a little group dinner. We had our back to the TV. <laughs> we wouldn't even turn our chairs around to see the Pro Bowl on TV behind us. That's yeah. how it's tough to watch. Yeah. It's a great napping opportunity. Yeah.
0: Uh, David in Vegas, hey David, welcome to the program what 's on your mind this morning? Hey there i 'm um, uh, David in Vegas, but for many years, I was David in Texas, and I still kind of keep up with things right there and i 'm a little worried about Seaton and French Kid and the road trip today i don 't know the exact route, but the uh, there 's a severe weather advisory out for almost all the Texas highways um we got a buddy that runs the best barbecue restaurant in Amarillo, and he is closing today. He never closes. To oh. the safety of his employees and his and his customers, he's not even safe to open the restaurant. Um. Uh, there's, you know, it's that wintery mix type stuff. A lot of it, right around 32 degrees, snow, ice, freezing rain, and they're telling people stay off the highways if they can. The further south he goes, and I don't know if he's doing that southern route, like on I-10 through San Antonio and stuff. That would be the better. I think Should that's he what anywhere to to yeah. Dallas or anything like that. Yeah, we're uh, gonna uh, we're gonna talk to him in about ten minutes, there, David. But uh, thank you. I think that Seaton and the French kid heading down to San Antonio. Yes, Paul.
1: Yeah, from what I'm seeing here, and Houston, the weather's fine, but if you get to San Antonio, exactly what he said, there's a wintry mix. He's going to have to go mm. almost to Mexico to avoid the, <laughs> the wind. I'm not kidding. I'm looking at the map here. you got to go about an hour south of San Antonio. Oh, boy.
0: All right, uh, Seaton will join us coming up here. Andrew in Washington is back. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan. I got to correct myself after a doc's appointment. So I'm actually 5'5", 176. (laughs) Gosh darn it. I've been trying to do the old, you know, step up game. But hey, I've got a real quick, Fritzy inspired stat of the day that maybe the show wants to follow up and see if they can get something from this stat of the day for the man cave. All right. Uh, Marvin, you want to hit the music? Numerology reigned supreme last night in the NBA. Desmond Bain, who wears number 22 for the Grizzlies, shot 22.2% from the field. He recorded two assists, two steals, two blocks, two fouls, and had two turnovers on 2 2 22. That is good. Well done, Andrew. Yes, Todd.
2: And to add to that, which is lovely and fabulous, Desmond Bain wears a number 22. It's his second year in the league. Didn't make a two-pointer. Points, rebounds, assists, add up to 22. On top of everything that was just shared, all of that.
0: That is weird. That's
2: fabulously wonderful.
0: And he stole your thunder on that. He did. I had that prepared for in one of our Oh, is that going to be the look I think we're still going to do it anyway, because
2: there's still, there's like 10 things here. He mentioned most of them.
0: But you said you were worried about... Your safety or your health or like how was yesterday? Well Desmond Dane should have been worried. Twenty two point two percent. No, but you were worried yesterday about two 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 I two was. two. Nothing dramatic
2: happened. Uh I took like a uh like a vitamin in the evening that I almost choked on. I thought I was almost choked on it because it was in my head the whole day. <laughs> it's like it's like a big calcium pill because I don't de- have a lot of dairy, so I need a supplement. And it went down the wrong way. So for a few seconds, I'm like, "Oh no, two two twenty!" Like I was gonna die in the kitchen and choke to death. But I drank some, I took some ginger ale, and I got it down.
0: Yes, Marvin. We got to get tired like some Flintstones kids or some chewables or something <laughs> like that next time. Come on, it's like a mini
2: football. This calcium thing plus D that I took, and I just I knew something was gonna happen. I like if you
0: die, you don't want to die because you choked on a calcium. Oh. Is that terrible? Yeah, like that's not the way you go out. Like how did he die? Standing there in the kitchen, oh, he was taking a a multi vitamin, and it was
2: on two two twenty two, just like he said. Oh no, not the two two twenty two. <sighs>
0: Just take a break.
1: Yeah, point. Yeah, you don't want a eulogy where you died like like you don't he was a lumberjack. He was a tough man. Yeah. He was a man of the, he died taking a multivitamin.
2: You <laughs> never hear that. heard he choked on a supplement. Oh my god, what a horrible He's <laughs> got two kids and everything.
0: Two kids and it's a multivitamin that's at least two I like the Flintstone <laughs> chewable idea I used to like the Dino grape one I used to have those let's it's take tasty. a break Seaton will join us from the road and our play of the day up next thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning 9 until noon Eastern 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and you can find us on the iHeartRadio Radio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. god. The play, oh the play my of god. the day. The left side got it. play, it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out.
2: Up ahead, Morant. Morant, right sideline, Bane. Bane steps to the left, gives for Jackson. Step back three, bring it up, put three on the board. Jaron Jackson Jr. with a big triple for the Grizz. He's got 21 on the night.
0: Courtesy of the Grizzlies radio network, Jaron Jackson Jr. the third finished with 26. Yes, I am on record as saying I thought Jaron Jackson Jr. the third would be the best player coming out of the draft that gave us Luka Doncic and Trey Young. So, yes, I did think Jaron Jackson. People remind me, like, didn't you uh, like Jaron Jackson? Yes, I did. And I still do. He's a good player. He's just not Luka or Trey Young. Uh, super Week on the Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Link Soul Apparel, a lifestyle uh, style brand for any occasion. Love their clothes. Good people there. All right, we'll uh, check in with Seaton O'Connor here. Play of the Day is brought to you by that Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Expertly engineered, can be customized to be the perfect van for just about anything, including going cross-country. Head to the Mercedes-Benz dealership today. Take a test drive. Let's bring in Seton O'Connor, who judges what's going on there, Seton. Dad,
3: Dad, we're driving into the eye of the storm now. (laughs) Conditions are getting worse. (laughs) So far, the band is performing marvelously, but we're getting into some pretty rough weather.
0: (laughs) Wait, can you turn the camera around and let me know what else is going on there? (laughs) <laughs> nah,
3: I'm just kidding oh I I just wow I was, I was, that was a joke
0: you you had us going there Seton. I thought so I thought so <laughs> where are you right now
3: <laughs> uh, we're, uh, other than in some type of uh like state of emergency mentally <laughs> um no we're we're just outside of Houston we're gonna try to get to uh El Paso today
0: okay. which is
3: about 750 miles oh. um which seems doable, I think. Uh, but we are going to have to drive through part of the storm. So uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> where, where is the storm you're driving through?
3: Uh, that way. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's right. If you went that way, that with us, way? it would okay. be right there. Yes, Paulie.
1: <laughs> it's like that movie Perfect Storm with George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg. They could have sit it out, but
3: they're
0: going to
1: plow right through like men.
0: That's yeah. it. Okay. This man was
3: built for adventure.
0: Okay. So you're heading you're, you're hope, hoping to get to El Paso to, tonight.
3: Yeah, if we can get to El Paso tonight, then it looks pretty good that we'll get to Phoenix at a decent hour on Friday.
0: Okay. Are you still able to go to Vegas?
3: Uh I'll, I'll let you know after today. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Yeah, let's get to El Paso first.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anything interesting last night on the road trip?
3: <laughs> well, that's a, you know, I learned a lot about Texas. I could say that. The speed limit is 70 or 75 pretty much on every road, which it's interesting cuz sometimes you're like crossing over three lanes of traffic to try and make your turn and there's all of these trucks flying by. Um so that was inter- an interesting experience. Uh we had some pretty great barbecue. That'll surprise you. Yeah. Um yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Went with uh, some sausage and turkey. That was really great. Other than that, it was a lot, a lot of driving.
0: How's the scenery with you and the French kid?
3: The scenery is great. Uh, well, oh, there's one problem with the French kid. He's been vaping, <laughs> <laughs> which you know, every wait, not inside the,
0: is, not inside the van. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, okay. no. Okay.
3: <laughs> 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 Every like 90 seconds, you get a waft of watermelon smoke. <laughs> like, you chewing chewing bubblegum or something, dude. What is that? You got some bubblegum or bubblicious or something. So, uh, yeah, that's been a development. Um, we saved a uh, Matthew McConaughey autobiography for the drive today, just to get us in the mood, <laughs> for Texas to get the vibe
0: right. Wait, you have audio, his audio book.
3: We have his audio book. Yeah. That he reads. <laughs> so we'll be driving through West Texas listening to Matthew McConaughey <laughs> alright 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 all
0: right,
1: all you better get that bad boy moving you got right, a storm coming in
0: alright alright <laughs> yeah. um, alright well safe travels and uh, good luck getting to El Paso alright
3: yeah we'll update
0: you alright that's uh, Seton O'Connor and the French Kid on the road in the Mercedes Benz Sprinter van I did not know the French kid vapes. He's in there vaping while uh, it's driving. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, America's with you guys, though. Uh, Andy in Buffalo joins us. Hi, Andy. What's on your mind?
2: Hey, Dan. had a quick stat of the day for you. If you could give me the uh, Darius Rucker, perhaps.
0: Oh, okay, Marv, can you pull up the Darius Rucker stat of the day? Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that of the day.
2: Stat of the day.
0: Stat of the day.
2: Here comes the stat of, 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 of the day. Josh McDaniels and David Ziegler have been hired as new head coach and general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. They are the only. Two current NFL GM head coach combinations to be former college teammates at none other than my alma mater of John Carroll University in Cleveland, Ohio. Another fun fact about that team, Nick Casario, Texans GM, was the quarterback. Thanks, and have a great day. All
0: right, thank you, Andy. Yeah, I I knew that he went to uh, John Carroll. I think he was a quarterback and then uh, became a wide receiver there uh let's see what else do we have here dave in louisville hey dave what's on your mind
2: hey dan six foot and an unfortunate 240. (laughs) dan i I used to practice employment law
1: before i retired and uh, i had a few friends ask about the lawsuit from flores and you know I, i read it pulled it up and it's a class action lawsuit i don't know that many people are discussing that
0: well he needs other coaches to join him, I'm guessing, right?
1: That's right. And getting a class certified is going to be pretty difficult under the facts that he's alleged here. I mean, he's alleged some pretty specific allegations against teams. He's going to need people who are similarly situated. And I got to think that's going to be hard to find. I mean, I understand that the racism is 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 a huge issue with, uh, you know, uh, minority
2: coaches, but that's going to be very, very hard to find from a from a legal standpoint
0: yeah that's what i wondered uh and i have no legal background thank you dave although i have hired lawyers before but that's my legal background yeah trying to prove racism um i think that i think that'll be difficult but that i this is only because of what i've read here brian flores has brought a lot of attention to this the question is where does it go is there a smoking gun here What is it you have that you feel that strongly? Because the NFL and my source with the NFL said they're going to turn his life upside down. Brian Flores, they're going to. That's the way it works. If if he, you know, cites mental anguish from being fired or not getting a job, then they're going to want to talk to a wife or a girlfriend or their job is to win the lawsuit. They don't care how they do it, but they're going to turn his life upside down. If it gets to that point, Hugh Jackson, former Browns head coach, said he was sort of incentivized to lose in Cleveland. At least I think that's what he's saying. More phone calls. We'll update the poll results, and our good buddy Ross Tucker will join us as well. One hour in the books. Two more to go on this Thursday, Dan Patrick Show. One more item. We close out hour one, and it's sleep number. You know, proven quality sleep, that Sleep Number 360 smart bed, you'll get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. They have the science. They have the math behind it. Research shows there's a strong connection between a healthy diet and improved sleep. In fact, healthy food choices have also been linked to you know, the uh, circadian rhythm. That's uh, the 24-hour master clock that helps regulate your sleep. Didn't know that. Did you, Paul, did you know about the circadian rhythm?
2: The
1: cicadas, Cir- every seven years n- they
0: come. Circadian rhythm. That's right. Fritzy probably knows what that's about.
2: Vaguely familiar.
0: Yeah, you don't know. It sounds
1: like a Canadian Alt-Rock band.
0: Sleep Number's ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Go to sleepnumber.com Patrick. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details.